Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And that was Borrowed by Josh Wilson. And I'm very pleased to say that we've got Josh with us right now here on Hope FM. Hey, Josh, how are you doing? Hey, doing great. Glad to be here with you. Well, thank you very much for joining us, especially seeing as it's a pre-record and it's New Year's Day 2021. So uh, what, what, what a 2020 we've had. But it would be great if we could, first of all, actually, do you want to just tell us just a little bit about Borrow? What, what's, the, what's the story behind the song? And then we'll find out more about your story as well, if that's okay. Yeah, Borrow is based off of the scripture where Jesus says, uh, don't worry about tomorrow because essentially today's got enough trouble of its own. And I, I heard someone ask it or, or put it this way one time. They said, don't don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. Uh, and I thought that makes a lot of sense. And I sort of had this image of, of taking all the trouble from tomorrow and next week and next year and piling it on my shoulders and thinking, well, Jesus just calls us to do this one day at a time. So let's put all that back where it belongs in tomorrow and in the future. And let's just worry about today uh, or try not to worry about today. Try to put my faith in Jesus. And the song essentially says to take it one day at a time. Yeah. So it's Matthew 6, 34. So, and it's a, it's a great passage to encourage us just to not let all the burdens of the future hamper us down at this point and stop us doing what God wants us to do. And it's a great song. Really enjoyed listening to that. Thank you very much, Josh. So, um, so talking about the past rather than the future, would you have just to share a bit of your life history, really, and your journey with Jesus and uh, the things you've been doing uh, to take you up to today? Yeah, so I um, I was born uh, in Lubbock, Texas, and grew up there in the western part of Texas. And uh, my dad is a pastor at a church and still is. And so I was raised in the church and um, and from a very young age, remember hearing um, about Jesus. And um, when I was probably around 10 years old is when I decided that I wanted uh, to follow Jesus myself. And I started to understand that just because my parents were Christians, that doesn't necessarily mean uh, that I'm have decided to follow Jesus. You have to make that choice on your own. And and I was about 10 years old when that happened. Um, I realized I just said I was born in Lubbock, Texas. That's not true. I was born in South Arkansas. Uh, so <laughs> I got my own birthplace wrong. Maybe I need another cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> But I grew up in, in Lubbock and um, got interested in music in middle school and high school and started playing guitar and piano and drums and was just fascinated with with learning how to play those instruments. And then later on in high school and into college, um, I got really into songwriting because I learned that I could use these tools, these instruments and my ability to play them to write songs that sort of describe what God is doing in my life and sort of share hope in that way, um, you know, using those instruments, writing songs. And, and so that's kind of when I got, got started doing that was um, in high school and college. And um, when I went to Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee, that's when I started des- deciding that I wanted to be an artist on my own and, and go out there and sing my own songs. And so when I graduated from there in 2006, I've been doing that full time since. Um, so for 14, 15 years now, I've been traveling, writing, recording and playing concerts. And so that's what I do to this day. Wow. OK, so age 10, you became a Christian, decided to follow Jesus and you gifted, you were already gifted musically, but you decided that actually you wanted to use your musical gifting to sing songs about him. Do you sing other songs as well or are they nearly always got some sort of God focus in them? 
Yeah, most of my songs are, are faith-based. You know, that's the way uh, I look at the world is through a spiritual lens. And of course, I was raised, like I said, in the church. And um, it's sort of the language that I've grown up speaking and makes the most sense to me to to sing to people who are uh, in the church. It's kind of, like I said, it's just the, the language I, I speak. Not that I am uh, fluent or any kind of master. I'm still uh, certainly, I consider myself a beginner, um, but... Yeah, most of my songs are about faith. That, I, I like songs about faith. So that's a good thing. Um, we love them here on Hope FM. So that's, that's great. So uh, you played, say, drums, guitar? Yeah, so my first instrument was piano. And then after that, I started playing guitar. And then after that, I started playing drums. And so when we're listening to your music, obviously you're singing as well. Uh, what instruments are you playing? Or have you got a band that work with you? It kind of depends on the particular song and um, an album, because there have been some records where I've challenged myself to play all the instruments on a, on a number of different songs. Um, but then I'd say most of my records, I'm playing all of the acoustic guitars, a good amount of the electric guitars, and then um, a lot of the, the key instruments. So piano, Rhodes, organ, any, anything that you can play on a keyboard. I'm doing a lot of that as well, but I've worked with so many different producers who are so talented at, at those different things that as I've gotten older and, and done this for a longer time, I've, I've started to really just want to let the best people at those things do them. I, I used to want to do it all myself and now I, I want to let the experts do it. So that's, um, that's where I find myself these days. Well, it's amazing how talented you are. Can I ask about this year, 2020 though, which obviously has been a, a terrible year for most musicians and very few have been able to do their gigs. Uh, it's been a time of people being holed up, lots of people writing songs and doing uh, lots of promotion stuff, but not being able to actually get out and, and do performances. Can you tell us what your story has been there? Well, you know, when all this first started back in March, when um, the U.S. sort of shut down and uh, there were lots of restrictions in place, and of course we all wanted to, to be as safe as we can, yeah, touring. I had I had concerts all the way through August and September of 2020 that basically just disappeared. They just got canceled for safety reasons. Um, and so I I invested in some some live stream equipment. I got a couple of cameras. Uh, of course, this is one of them that we're chatting on here on Zoom. And I, um, you know, I'm down here in my studio and I sort of was able to set up all of my musical equipment in a way where I could play live stream concerts from down here in my studio. It's my, my basement in my house. And I did that for uh, a good number of months. I started a Patreon page where I was doing monthly, monthly live stream concerts. And I still uh, do that. Um, but after a while, you know, I think people got a little bit live streamed out, zoomed out perhaps. And, um, and I wanted to find a way to get back out and play live music, but do so in a safe way. And so my manager, his name's Mike, he helped me brainstorm an idea to go play concerts in people's backyards. So we could be outside, be socially distant where people could um, stay safe and, you know, not spread the virus, but still hear live music. So I packed up a little sound system. Uh, I ended up getting a small RV and a travel trailer and and just traveling the country and setting up in people's backyards. And, uh, you know, the weather has been a hit or miss depending on where we've played. But um, 
it's been a lot of fun. I've played since September. I've played 25 shows at people's houses and in their backyards and fields and parking lots and all kinds of outdoor venues. So that's been the way that I've sort of wow. continued to play live music, even during the pandemic. You've been actually surprisingly busy at that in that case. 25 shows, not bad at all. Uh, and and sometimes it's actually really nice having a show of that sort of format at the backyard show, because I guess they can be a little bit more intimate than some of the big stage venues, I guess. Uh, what, was, what was the smallest number of people you played to? I think the smallest number was maybe six or seven, but the sort of the target that we we're going for is maybe 20 to 30, because in most most smaller spaces, that's kind of the perfect number. It feels like a... Honestly, it feels like a coffee shop show that I, that's kind of how I got my start was playing in coffee shops. It just happens to be in somebody's backyard and people invite their neighbors and their friends and it's invite only. So people book the show, they invite their friends and family, and we just have a really intimate gathering in their backyard, which is a lot of fun. It, I think that sounds wonderful. I'm, I'm jealous. I wish I could have come. So, okay, we've got, <laughs> we've got another track to, to play uh, and this track is called Dream Small. Could you just tell us all about that? How did that come about and what's its meaning? Yeah, Dream Small is a song I wrote. Well, when I sat down to write it, I intended to write about something big. I thought, what's a big idea that can change the world? And and I got really discouraged because I'm just kind of a normal guy. You know, I'm, I'm married. My wife and I have been married 11 years. We have a little boy. He's five. Uh, we, we try and be involved, you know, in our local church here in Nashville, Tennessee, and, and volunteer when and where we can. But we're not... I don't know. There's nothing about our lives that someone would come make a movie about or write a book about. And so when I wanted to write this big idea song and I wanted to make it autobiographical, I realized I didn't have a lot of source material. And so um, God laid on my heart the idea that the little things are just as important as the big things. And so these things that I tend to minimize the the um, spending time with our neighbors or volunteering in the places we do here in town, those are those are a big deal. You know, you don't get a lot of congratulations or thanks, but I wanted to write a song that encourages people in what they're doing, wherever you find yourself, as long as you're showing God's love and kindness and shining the light of Jesus, whatever you're doing is making a difference. And maybe only you and God know about it, but this song is a celebration and in honor of the, the, those acts of kindness that often go unnoticed and unthanked. And I started the first line. My wife, Becca, was in the living room dancing to a silly song with our, our little boy. And, and I, I was like, I'm going to write about what I'm seeing. It's a mama singing songs about the Lord. It's a daddy spending family time. The world says he cannot afford these simple moments change the world. And then the second verse was about my dad and granddad who are pastors. It's a pastor at a tiny little church, 40 years of loving, broken in the hurt these simple moments change the world. And from there, I just went on and continued to talk about things, little things in our life that I believe because of God's goodness and his grace, if we're all playing our part, they end up making a big difference. And that's what the idea of the song is, is that big things happen when you dream small. Well, it's absolutely brilliant concept for a song and very well uh, penned, I think. So, So Josh Wilson, this is your song, Dream Small. It's a mama singing songs about the Lord It's a daddy spending family time The world says he cannot afford These simple moments change the world It's a pastor at a tiny little church Uh, 
and that was Dream Small by Josh Wilson. And I'm very pleased to say that we've still got Josh here with us here on Hope FM for the artist interview. Thank you, Josh. That song uh, is actually one of my favourite songs that I've heard recently. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I think it was a real encouragement to just keep being faithful, even in the little things. Um, but I know for lots of people, uh, this year has been a year when their dreams have been trashed, when they haven't been able to see the things they'd expected, all that sort of thing. Um, but it'd be great if you could just pray for people, uh, particularly just for being faithful in the things that God does put before us each day. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, God, this has been a, a tough time, a tough year. And um, it's been a year, God, where I've learned how much I need you. Um, I've learned how little control I actually have over my life. A lot of times I have the illusion of control thinking I can make things happen or that I can keep myself and my family safe and secure. And, and this year has been a reminder that um, you're in control. And God, for me, it's been a time where I've had to just surrender my own life and own will over to you day after day, after day, after day, thinking I can't do this. This is another day. I can't do this. And so God, we confess our, our lack of control and, and God, honestly, I'm thankful that, that you're the one in control because um, I would, I'd mess this up pretty quickly. And yet somehow you seem to work all things together for the good of those who love you. Even when we can't see what's happening behind the scenes, God, we, um, we pray that you'll give us faith to believe you're working all things together. Like you promised that you are. Um, Cause you see the bigger picture. We just see these tiny little snapshots. Uh, what we think is a terrible year, uh, maybe someday we'll look back on and, and understand that that so many good things came out of the difficulties. Um, not that you caused these difficulties, God, but that you brought good from what was intended for harm. So I pray for anybody listening to my words right now that they will know that you love them, that you have a plan for their life, and that they can find hope in Jesus. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Josh. So, um, Talking about situations being changed for good, uh, I, I read a little story about you in airport. Do you, want, do you want to tell the listeners about the airport and what happened there? Uh, yes, I believe it was 2010. I was in Newark, New Jersey airport headed uh, to India with a group of musicians. And um, the airport got shut down for a security reason. Nothing happened. Nobody got hurt. But they essentially shut down the place. And we sort of got stranded there. And... Uh, we were supposed to leave, I think maybe about 8 PM for our overseas flight and about two or 3 AM, we realized it wasn't going to happen. We were going to be stranded there all night. And a buddy of mine, he, he had his guitar and he said, Hey, you should play a song. And I looked around at all of the sleepy disgruntled passengers who were holding luggage that they could throw at me if they didn't appreciate the song. And I thought this is not a good idea, but I, I, um, I was newly married. My wife was there with me and I wanted to impress her. And so I, uh, <laughs> I, I thought, okay, we're going to do this. And I thought, okay, if we're going to do this, I got to pick a song everybody knows. And so I, I picked Hey Jude by the Beatles. And I, I started playing and I realized that I don't really know all the words to Hey Jude by the Beatles. And so I thought we got to get to, uh, the, to, to the nanas as quick as we can. So I get to the end. Sure enough, uh, an airport full of people Two in the morning, everybody dead dog tired singing, nah, 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 It turned out to be a really neat moment. Uh, I think it was maybe one of the most nerve-wracking performances I've ever had, uh, but I am, I'm proud that I did it. 
Yeah, I, I love it. It's a great story. So there you are, just being a, a person who's taking an everyday circumstance, which perhaps you don't want to go into at an airport like that, but actually using it for good and, and uh, being being the light. So it's great. I love it. Okay, um, so we've got we've got off track to play in a moment, but there's a few other things that I'd, I'd like to find out about you. Could you tell me who is your favourite biblical character and why? Whew. Yeah, this is a question I've never... I guess I've never really thought about my favorite biblical character. I, I guess I could say someone that I relate to is, uh, and I'm, I'm not proud to say I relate to is, is Thomas, you know, he's called doubting Thomas. Um, and if you listen to my music, there are threads of doubt all throughout it. And I'm, I'm of course not trying to sow doubt or spread that, but I, I believe doubt is an important component of faith. And I believe faith would not exist without doubt and so when I look at somebody like Thomas and I see the, the love and patience and grace that Jesus has for him, it gives me hope to think that I don't feel like some giant of the faith. I, I feel like a lot of days um, that for me, my, it's less of a walk and maybe more of a, a crawl or a stumble. And yet God is so faithful to continue carrying me on in this journey. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, just off the top of my head, Doubting Thomas. <laughs> I, I had not expected you to share that. That was a very candid and honest and, and interesting uh, point of view. And I'm, I think that's important. What you said as well about doubting is actually quite an important component of faith. It, it actually helps us to reconsider and rethink and, and give God a chance uh, to touch us as well. So, um, so if you're a listener at home right now and you're going, I'm not even sure whether I believe there is a God. In fact, you, you maybe you don't even go to church. Just to say, you can find a church that would love to help you find out more about God and his love for you by popping along to www.findachurch.co.uk. Uh, there are many churches out there who would love to welcome you and help you know more about Jesus. Um, okay, so another question for you, if, if I may, Josh. Uh, what's the thing that first attracts you to your wife? Uh her warmth and her smile. I was playing a show in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and um, she didn't, she, it was outdoors in an amphitheater and, and she didn't see me play. She just showed up there with some mutual friends after. And I, her smile was, it just radiated. And I, I went over to talk to her and her warmth. She's so kind uh, that I, I was just stricken. I mean, she, she, uh, she hooked me pretty quickly. And, and, and it was, she, the, her kindness is sort of disarming because you think nobody can be this nice and she actually is. And so that's, I think, I think still my favorite quality is just her warmth. That is a, that is a lovely thing. Okay. Um, so we've got one more track uh, that we're going to play from you. Um, but before we do that, 2020, different from everyone's expectations. What do you think God's got for you in 2021? Oh, okay. So we were, my wife and I were talking about new year's resolutions, which, um, some years I make them, some years I don't, uh, this year I, I haven't necessarily made any resolutions, but my wife mentioned, um, that she's thinking of a word that can sort of be her theme and, and I'm trying to do the same. And I think, uh, I think my word for this year is going to be surrender because I had a lot of plans for 2020 that didn't happen. And, and I want to get better at surrendering to whatever God's plans are for my life. Uh, and what was Becca's word? It was contentment. Her word for 2021 is contentment. And uh, 
I, I, she had, she had talked about a couple, but that was the one she landed on. So that is an encouraging, great word. Yeah. I think, and I think it pairs well with mine, surrender and contentment, um, no matter what the year brings, I think, um, instead of resolutions, those are more prayers and trajectories, I think, uh, for our family. So one of the questions that I'd like to ask you, Joshua, it's okay, is about pain. Um, and I wondered maybe if you had an example of a situation which had been painful or difficult for you, but that Jesus had helped you through and how that had sort of gone, gone through. Yeah. Um, well, I mentioned that I, uh, I'm kind of a chronic doubter and, um, and I deal a lot with anxiety too. Um, I'm, I'm pretty constantly working on my, my mental health and, and pursuing ways to, to be better in, in that area. And of course, um, a lot of that comes with counseling and prayer and sometimes doctors and medication. Um, everybody sort of has a, a different path, but back in 2013, I had a season of very severe panic attacks where, um, they all felt like heart attacks. I had excruciating chest pain and would hyperventilate for 30 minutes or an hour. Um, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, unable to breathe. And I was having to cancel concerts because I couldn't leave my house, much less get on an airplane or a tour bus or a stage. Um, and I, that was one of the most painful times of my life for sure, because I didn't know what was going to happen. It affected everything about my life, my, my work, my, my music, my, my relationships, my marriage. And, um, a verse that meant a lot to me during that time was Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still, or you need only to be silent. Some translations say, um, and that, that verse still means a lot to me. And I still deal with anxiety. Thankfully, I haven't struggled with the debilitating panic attacks in a while. Um, that was kind of an acute season for me, maybe six or eight months. Um, but it is, it's something I constantly, back to my word surrender, I have to, to give to Jesus and say, I really, really can't do this on my own. And so that is uh, a pain and a worry. I have to constantly wake up and say, Jesus, this is yours today. I can't do this without you. Well, thank you so much for sharing so honestly and openly on that. I don't normally ask for um, artists to pray a second time, but I, I've got a feeling that this must resonate with some of our listeners today quite deeply. Um, and mental health is such a challenge at this time, particularly. Would you be happy just to pray for a second time for people? Yeah. Yeah. God, um, I lift up anyone who is struggling with uh, mental illness and their mental health, um, whether it's anxiety disorder or depression or bipolar. Um, God, whatever plagues our minds and um, keeps us from being the people you want us to be. God, I just pray that you will give us comfort. Um, God, I'm thankful to have learned that uh, my own anxiety uh, doesn't mean that um, I'm some somehow a failure um, or that you've left me. God, it simply means that you're with me in the middle of this. Um, Jesus, I, I relate to the panic attack you had in the garden, when, which was so severe that you were sweating blood. God, I'm thankful that when I pray to you, um, not only do you say that you're with me, but that you say you've been there as well. You know how this feels. Um, and and uh, God, many times I'm tempted to think that 
because I'm a Christian that things should be easier, but that that's not the case. You said in this world, there will be troubles, uh, but I take heart for you have overcome this world. And I place my faith in you, the overcomer, knowing that um, you're constantly with me, even in the middle of my anxiety. And so God give, uh, give us peace, give us faith, uh, give us the strength of your Holy spirit to make it through another day. It's in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Josh. Really appreciate that. Okay, so um, we've got one more track uh, to play, uh, and this track is called Revolutionary. Now, it was in our chart of the year here on Hope FM, played out just before Christmas. So congratulations for being featured in that, sir. Um, Could you please uh, just tell uh, the listeners about Revolutionary? Yeah, so Revolutionary I wrote right at the end of 2019 uh, in October, not knowing what 2020 would hold. And so I, um, I wrote it knowing that, that here in the U S we are going to have a presidential election in 2020. And I knew that anytime we have an election here, things get very polarized and very divided. And I was hoping that I could inject some unity into the division that I knew would be happening this year. I believe as a Christian, um, I'm called to, to follow Jesus and to be known, you know, the Bible says we're to be known by our love. And you remember those bracelets that say WWJD, what would Jesus do? I like the new ones that say HWLF, he would love first. That's a great answer to that question. And so what would Jesus do in an election year? Well, he would love first. And then of course, all of the things that happened in 2020 uh, that I had no clue were going to happen, but I guess most uh, poignantly right now, the pandemic and all of the craziness that ensued there, what would Jesus do? He would love first. And I've loved seeing the acts of kindness and service and love, even in the middle of the chaos of everything that 2020 brought us. And so Revolutionary is a song about kindness, and it's called Revolutionary because kindness is not very common these days. Uh, it is revolutionary. Jesus, of course, lived a revolutionary life. It was very countercultural. He showed love and kindness wherever he went. And the song is all about that. So even in a pandemic, even in an election year, even in the middle of all of the racial tension and reconciliation that's been happening worldwide, uh, what would Jesus do? He would love first any situation we find ourselves in. That's a good question to ask. And I think a good answer to have. What would Jesus do? He would love first. And that's what Revolutionary is all about. Well, Josh Wilson, thank you so very much for joining us today on Hope FM. Would you be happy to come back maybe in 12 months time and tell us how the year's gone? Yeah, yeah there you go. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, the, uh, what the year for the next, or the word for the next year is. And uh, hopefully we won't be looking back on such a crazy year when this one's over. Absolutely right. Well, God bless you so much, Josh. Thank you very much for your ministry and your music. And this is your track, Revolutionary. Maybe you're not like me Maybe we don't agree Maybe that doesn't mean We gotta be enemies Maybe we just get brave Take a big leap of faith Get more interviews now Visit hopefm.com forward slash the artist interview